0: To the Bible Reading Project, where we inspire you to read your Bible every day, zero excuses. I am your host, Brianna, and with me, I have our lovely co-host, Nessa.
1: Hello, everyone. We are so excited today. As you can tell, these are female voices, and something might be a little different than... 2020, 2021, even 2022. I wonder what it could be.
0: I know. It is going to be a little different, but I'm so excited. It's going to be a really good time. And joining us is our guest, the genius of Genesis, the amazing pastor, the remarkable father, the peepaw of all peepaws, Pastor Mark.
2: Welcome back to the Bible Reading Project. Hoping to inspire you to read the Bible every single day. Zero excuse. Mm -hmm. And I hope it's working. I've missed that.
0: Yeah, me too. Like that
2: felt good. Did you feel it?
0: Yeah, I really felt it. It felt
2: like butter on a biscuit. Yes. Syrup on a waffle. Yes. But can I say something? Yes. Like I totally have let go of the Bible reading project. Wow. Like I just said, all right, I did my duty. God's going to have to raise somebody up to continue the dream. Yeah. Because I got other things to do. I'm a good starter, right? Yes. Yeah, like I can start things. But I did my last welcome to the Bible reading project. And about a week later, you, Brianna, came to me. And what would you say?
0: And I said, I want to take it over. Let's do this. Uh, Come on, give, give me the mic. Give me the camera. I want to do this. Let's this go. Awesome. We're, we're going to read our Bible every day. Zero excuses. I'm going to inspire the masses. I'm ready to take that baton, and let's go for it. Let's do it. Yes.
2: Okay. I'm going to count you down now that it's all official. I'm here. Nessa, you, you were on this show before with me. Yes. Right? Both of you were. Yes. We yeah, were. Yeah. yeah. But now it's not my show anymore. It's no. your show. But I want to do an official opener, like I'm passing the baton, (laughs) and and I want to hear your best. Welcome back to the Bible. You you obviously have had to practice, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I would think so. Like, it's it's just, so this is my official passing the baton to Brianna, and your sidekick. Mm -hmm. I don't like co-hosts. That's too, (laughs) that's just too special. Sidekick. Special.
1: I'm not special. Yeah,
2: but the sidekick.
1: Yeah. No. Like,
2: she's <laughs> she's the... Bro- and you call me the, the... What of Genesis?
0: The genius of Jeez, Genesis.
2: Now I'm nervous. Yeah, don't, yeah, I'm don't be nervous. nervous. <laughs> I'm just totally nervous. But we're going to be on Spotify now, which is new.
0: Yeah, I right? know. For all you Spotify listeners, we are so happy to have you guys here. I know this is a new format, but it's going to be exciting. It's going to be awesome. We can't wait to sit in with y'all every Wednesday. It's going to be great.
2: Yeah, we did... Um, we, well, before we go, I got to just count it down because I feel like I got to pass this on now. Go ahead. Go so, this is the official. It's 2023, January. Yeah. This is the official, ladies and gentlemen. One last time, I'm signing off of the Bible Reading Project, and I turn it over to the brand new host and co host, Brianna and Nessa, and action.
0: Welcome back to the Bible Reading Project, where we inspire you to read your Bible every day, zero excuses. I'm your host, Brianna. And this is my lovely
1: co-host, Nessa. Nessa Goss. That's awesome. Yes, yeah,
2: see? And yeah. she called you lovely again. Yes. Like, that's She's awesome. And, and we're not on video, which is no, strange. No, we're not. Yeah. Because I started it on Instagram. Yeah, you did. But people would always say, I would love to listen to it, like, when I'm walking or hiking. Yeah. or So it was your idea to do a podcast. Yes. So welcome to the Bible Reading Podcast. Yes. And thank you for inviting me on to be a guest Because it's kind of like my baby's marrying itself off. So thank you for being a good spouse to the baby. But you know what? I'm excited. I'm excited that you're going to inspire people to read. And can I ask one question? Of course. Can I come back one more time before the end of the year?
0: Yes, of course. Like
2: I would love to just come back and hang out.
0: It's going to be
2: great. It is going to be great because you've shared with me a couple of your ideas for moving, which one is podcast. So I'm sure Spotify for sure. And I think we're going to try Apple Play. Yeah. So it'll be everywhere. Listen to it. Now we can listen to it hanging out, riding, hiking, whatever on an elliptical. Just listen to your beautiful voices. Talk about (laughs) Jesus and the Bible. Mm
0: -hmm. It's going to be a good time. And yes, I definitely think you guys should come back. In fact, we should probably do a crossover episode with your new podcast, Date Night. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. That is also dropping in January and we are so excited.
2: Yeah, I'm excited about it. Like we were talking and I said, gosh, I've got Bible reading going on. We want to do Date Night, which is Robin and I. And it's just going to be all about relationships. And I'm excited. I'm going to be the dorky funny, and she's going to be the super cool, hip, smart person. And we're going to try to help people. So, yeah, it's a good segue. So we'll be on Spotify as well. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. You're keeping the dream going. Thank both of you. It's going to be fun. But um, you called me the, again, what's that word?
0: The genius.
2: Genius. I love that. I'll say that one more time. I want my wife to hear this. The
0: genius, genius.
2: of Genesis. We not have to say Genesis. I just like genius. It makes me feel good. I haven't been called genius. a genius in like. An hour. <laughs> Double G's. So, so tell me, because you told me before in my office, you came by to visit and you just started downloading. I was so impressed. You you were passionate. You got a great vision for this year. So if you're jumping in, like this is the first episode, right?
0: Yeah. So okay. hang
2: out because what you've been sharing with me about what you want to do is going to be really incredible. And I'm excited about it. I was just like, oh gosh, you got to do this. So I'm excited because you have such a gift, Brianna. You got a super gift. To communicate, you're funny, you're smart, you're witty, and you got great vision.
1: Oh, go on. And,
2: <laughs> right? So, Robbie, did you hear that? <laughs> and then and, and Nessa, dear Lord, she's just brilliant. Nessa. Beyond, beyond. Oh, my right, goodness. Right? You want somebody in the room like Nessa. She's your champion. Like, you can't fail when she's in the room. Even if you hit fall down, she's like, oh, you're okay. Get up. This is awesome. That was the best fall ever. Yes. So so I'm not even nervous. Like I've got, I've got Nessa here and you and I'm excited. So I'm turning it to you. Go for it. I'll help you any way I can. I'll answer any questions I can. Let's have fun.
0: I plan on it. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great year and few years for however long we go. I'm really excited. But once again, thank you to all our listeners. It's going to be great. We have a great show for you guys today. Um, Today, I wanted to gather us all and talk about creation versus evolution. Mm -hmm. And I thought, since we have Pastor Mark here, and he is, as we have stated multiple times, the genius of Genesis, I figured we'd go through chapter one of Genesis and read what the Bible actually says about creation and about the creation process. And I figured we'd also go back and look to see what people are actually saying about evolution and where it originated from, where it's coming from, and where it's going, and how we as Christians need to take the subject of evolution, and how we can explain it to other people to explore the, our faith and their faith as well. So let's get into it. Let's get into the Word.
1: Let's do it.
0: All Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the spirit of the deep, and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it, and it was so. God called the vault sky. And there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed and according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years, and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea, and every living thing which the water teems and that moves about in it, according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good.
2: Yes. Yeah, awesome.
0: That is a lot. That is six days worth of, as the kids would say, content. That's a lot that went on in those first six days. And of course, um, for those of you who don't know, the seventh day, God rested, which is why we didn't go over that one. But what do you guys think about that? I think that the fact that God took the time, that this is the first thing the Bible wanted to say in the Bible, that God created the world and everything we see, everything we get to experience on this earth, God created it. And I think it's fascinating that if you ever read the Bible, which we will, (laughs) you'll notice that God is very specific. He doesn't leave anything out. So the fact that the creation of the world was so detailed and so specific, I think it just screams God's glory in every single way, shape, and form. But what do you guys think?
1: I just love the fact that every time something was created, it says, and it was so. Yeah. And that just reiterates just that God is who he is. He is going to do what he says he's going to do. And we can trust that because every single time it is so, and it was good. And that just brings peace to my heart. And I just love it. Yeah. It's amazing.
2: It is. It's
1: really good. Mm-hmm. I think in
2: Christianity, Christianity, you know, when, if you grow up in church, it's just assumed you believe this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you remotely question it, it's not good. Yeah. Right? I mean, all the way from, let's say, you're in a church that, that has kids' kids church or vacation Bible school or Sunday school. Mm-hmm. You know, even in the literature, you read God did it in six days, and you just believe it. I did. I just believed it. It's right. no big deal. It was always told me that God did it, and he did it in six days. On the seventh day, he rested. And I'm going to go about 1970, late 70s, early 80s. I don't guess you guys are even born, eh? Nope. And yeah, Not but me.
1: <laughs> but
2: in that, I remember the first time Christians really got skittish was when the university setting and the high school settings began to remove God out of the curriculum and prayer out of the schools and begin to push a more... Creation. There were still some curriculums that would allow you to talk about God and we would say versus evolution. And now that's just kind of all pushed out. There may be a few universities that might talk about that there's this God particle over here, but you know, 99.8% of all literature in a college or high school setting is going to push you to evolution, right? And then the church pushes toward creation. And then thus the fight becomes creation versus evolution. And then we spend decades upon YouTube videos, upon Google searches, trying to formulate what side of that fence that I land on, right? Mm-hmm. And when I went to college, I remember having to go, gosh, I'm learning about evolution. I was never told this in the church. Right. I never grew up with how to debate this topic of, did God do it in six days? Like the Bible said, I love what Nessa said, that I love that God said it and it happened. Yeah. That's what you're told. But then you get in a university setting and it's like, you're an idiot. Did yeah. you, you believe that? That right. you know, There's so much scientific evidence It's it's not even possible. So my first experience was I believe something that's not possible, mm. right? A, a, a creator made it in six days. You have no proof at all there's a guy that's following he doesn't follow me but he chimes in on my reels and one of his chime ins is he's an atheist I'm assuming or he's definitely a bitter church person that's it's (laughs) middle finger to God I've had it with God and so he keeps going back and forth if you have no proof you have no proof what you believe you have no proof what you believe you have no proof which in theory is true on both sides right correct So let's take atheism, uh, evolution. There is no God, all right? Because evolution assumes there is no God. It was a burp and a hiccup in the cosmos, and now here we sit today able to almost go to Mars thanks to Elon Musk. (laughs) So we went from an amoeba and a cesspool of the universe to Elon Musk going to Mars. And um, in that thinking, there comes this either or. You just have to pick and if you pick the God created it side, you're in a niche of Christians that is getting more narrow because less and less Christians even believe it. Less and less Christians, oh, it's no big deal. I guess he did. Maybe he didn't. Who knows? Nobody knows. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so that's easy. Let's just move on. Let's, I don't know. Let's just keep reading the Bible. Right. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I did not like, let's just move on. I can't explain it. I have this weird. Like personality where if. If I believe it, I want to be able to explain it. Otherwise, it's not worth believing to me. Right. So back to college. I'm in college, and I'm thinking, how can I explain this stuff? Like, you're telling me there's dinosaur bones billions of years old, and there were eons of time, and there were creatures, and we evolved from some species that kept evolving, that finally started walking on land, that developed gills, that developed the feet that developed upright walking and kind of, you know, you kind of go to the gorilla and then all of a sudden, boom. Now the joke from the Christian side to the um, evolution side was you can't ever show me the missing link. Right. right? (laughs) I mean, there is not one. Yeah. No matter how much we debate it. I heard what a guy said a few weeks ago that I was listening to. He said, just show me one ape that's halfway between an ape and a human
0: right and you can't you can't
1: yeah it's like distance. if we
2: were still evolving right we could go to the Atlanta Zoo and go god that almost looks like a human there right and, and the or about, we
1: would be another species uh, we would
2: be already another something. species yes right yes
0: which same. is which is another thing
2: transhumanism right? yeah
1: right. we're
0: almost there but that's for another plot episode <laughs> oh, yeah, Tuned. we're
2: already there <laughs> but right you could go to a zoo somewhere yeah. and you could see or in a scientific lab wow there is a a gorilla that is 99. And the weird thing about it is they do the DNA and they'll tell you it's 99% human. Right. But there's not that transitional thing. Okay, yeah. so I laughed at that and thought that is true. Now, however, go back. All right, so we go all the way back to the beginning. So even if I'm an evolutionist, I, I remove God. Mm-hmm. I still find myself up against a wall. Mm-hmm. And the wall is, well, if it started from a bank, the, the thought is, nothing can come out of nothing there has to be matter That yeah. would call so then the question becomes so what happened there yes right so i think a lot of christians fight with okay so what so so we it wasn't 6 days it was a bang and then we all evolved and then, but they always say well what started the bang right and then the answer is always the same well we don't know right and then at that moment christians say well we believe that i don't know is god mm-hmm. okay that was okay for me for 20 years, that sounds good. It gets you out of an argument pretty quick. Show me the the missing link. I can't. All right, show me what what was there before the Big Bang. I can't. And we both say, well, that's because it's God. Mm -hmm. And then they roll their eyes and, you know, we we look like idiots because we have faith in something we can't see. Right. So let me give you one thought, then I'll turn it back to you. I landed on, why does it have to be either or? Mm. Why can't it be both and? Because we do know that within species, we do evolve. Yes. Within the species. Yes. Humans have gotten a little smarter. Well, maybe dumber. <laughs> I want to say smarter. Like in some ways, we're a lot smarter. In other ways, I'm going, we're arguing over what's a woman. That was pretty clear 40 years ago. So maybe we are getting dumber. I don't know. But within species, all through, and I think that's why evolution feels so powerful at first, because I'll say, look at how these birds adapted. Yeah. But, but they never can show the bird turning into a kangaroo. Right, because right. it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you see cats that evolve into different species of cats, and mm-hmm. but the cat right. never becomes a dog. Right. So I will say I do believe, I think the term uses microevolution within itself. Yeah. I believe we evolve. Animals adapt. They learn to overcome. Uh, the elephant learns to drink less water, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So I started with... I fought for my life to, to explain creation by denying evolution. Yeah. I think I could have done it, and I would have felt good on a stage debating it. I felt like I could have walked out there and I did my best, right? Right. But at the same time, there was a lot of questions coming from evolution that still made me go, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just dismiss it and go, oh, no, because I'm obsessed to know, right? I mean, right. I, I want to know. I don't want to just go, I don't know. So I began, you called me the, uh, say that word again,
1: genius,
2: (laughs) right? I don't know if I'm a genius, but I will say this years ago. I heard someone say that Genesis contains the seed of all knowledge Mm. that you would want to know about God. Yeah. And I thought, gosh, that's brilliant. Like Genesis contains the seed. It's not all of the thing. So to me, it's kind of hard to study Genesis and go, let's figure out creation if you don't take the entire Bible, I think the only way to understand creation is you got to know all 66 books. And now, now we would say, I would think many Christians don't know the 66 books of the Bible. We can't even sing them. Yeah. Just the title of the song, much less diving in to understand it's all working this right. uh, thought out. Um, so I kind of landed on that was where I came from. That could there be the answer in Genesis that would be the seed that would play out through the rest of the Bible that would make creation clear. And you said the genius of Genesis. But what it what it really boiled down to for me is that it became a launching pad for everything I believe. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because it solidified everything I believe, even to the point of I've never since studying Genesis, have had to think that science and the Bible are opposed to one another. Mm. But because God created it, science fits perfectly within it. Right. And yet we'll say, no, it doesn't, you know, the, the hardcore Christian, no, science is, you know, empirical data, and this is faith. And you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But but I believe that the Bible is and God's wisdom is so brilliant that science and the Bible brilliantly go like a glove. Right. But you don't get there by only studying science, and you don't get there by only studying the Bible. You get there by understanding the wisdom of God has brought this together. And I, love, I probably would say that the, the gift of who we would call the enemy that deceives the mind of humans, mm-hmm. uh, the devil, Lucifer, whatever his title would be, is because if he can pull that apart, he can make scientists or those that believe in the science deny God and that those that believe in God deny the science and ere they never can get in a room. They just argue all the time. Mm-hmm. So that set me on a path. I, I started studying it all the time. I started going to Genesis almost for every message I spoke. Mm -hmm. And then last year I did about 22 weeks of a teaching in the book of Genesis. So I guess we could tag that somewhere if you really wanted to deep dive the well, it would not be here. So that's kind of where I landed. So you read it and on a superficial surface reading, he did it in six days. But then it's like, okay, what about dinosaurs? And he did it in six days. Okay. Well, how can it be billions of years old if he did it in six days? And then, Uh, And how can humans, And you know, right? I mean, it just, a a casual reading of Genesis immediately puts your back up against a wall. Right. Like there's things in here that, gosh, it's weird. Mm -hmm. So I kind of landed on, I'm good with that. And I've worked to try to be able to explain it if someone asks how I've worked it out to make sense. And uh, so I'll say that I've landed there. Mm -hmm. I've landed on, it was a challenge years ago. I, I looked at them separately. I now believe that science is a definite uh, how shall I say an outworking of the scripture mm. and, and, and doesn't take away from the Bible or the Bible science they, they work because it, it is the science is the working of God's wisdom right like if we cut our hand yeah it, it just heals itself like if we can get it back together the body just goes, okay, I'm bleeding I'm gonna fix myself right that's weird. It is. That like like we're created to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right? Get a cold and what happens? Your body kicks on the furnace called a fever. Yeah. But the fever that we think so bad is working to heal us. Right. Well, I think it's kind of like evolution in the Bible. Like like we're trying and then all of a sudden you say the word evolution and all of a sudden it's like, oh God, this is bad. Right. I don't think it is. I think it should challenge us to be able to answer. So I'll turn it to you for any questions you've got, anything you want to talk about. I'll do my best definitely, though, not a genius, but I do love Genesis. I'll leave it at yes. that. This fellow loves Genesis, and I've tried to work it out to explain questions that people would have about creation or evolution. I'm not a pro in either. I just think I've worked it out to my fate, so I'd love to help any way I can, especially those that are listening that have the questions. Mm-hmm.
0: I like how you said that it isn't either or. It can be Yes. And I like that. Um, I don't think I've ever heard that take, actually, that it's not really a creation versus evolution. But instead, it's they work together. And I have always, you know, secretly believed like, okay, well, there are fish that, you know, adapt to the darker parts of the ocean or they've evolved to have, you know, thicker gills or whatever you need or, you know, lobsters and crabs. And I know they're all just sea creatures that I'm naming, but plenty of mammals have evolved (laughs) and adapted too. And so in my head, I was like, well, I do believe that evolution exists to a point, but I don't believe that we all evolved and that's how we got to
2: this. Well, in what you read, if you go back and and we took it and we parsed it out day (laughs) by day yeah, uh, through much of the days, especially with, well, almost everything, Anything that's reproducing, right, yeah. so grass, seeds, trees, God says this, that they reproduce after their kind, kind. Right? Yes. So yes. by the time we get to animals, he says, well, let the fish reproduce after their kind, let the land animals reproduce after their kind. Right. So all we have to say is that, yes, in, within a species and a kind, you can have all kind of adaptations, right? right? All kind. For sure. Versus just, if, if you're God, just make a fish. You know, I heard somebody say one time, he said, you know, how did Noah get all these animals on a boat, right? And I studied that to try to figure all that out. But one of the guy's opinions was, is that Noah took the, the specific kind of animal. So he took cat, but resident within cat, because you're God, right? You're, you're God that makes it, right? So yeah. resident within kitty cat, cat, They're just the species of felines, right? There's all the DNA of all the other cats. Mm. Think of it this way. When, when you go back and somebody tells you God made Adam and Eve, right? Now, the first thing we do is go back to wh- whatever church we were raised in and whatever curriculum they bought. So whether Adam and Eve to Brianna, who uh, is, is not American white, and Nessa, who is, and or somebody who's from Africa or somebody who's, you just start thinking, well, Adam kind of probably looked like me to start out with, just in thinking of how the pictures you've been given, whether Adam and Eve are lily white or they're beautifully black, whatever they would be. Um, And so I was like, okay, this is such a weird concept. Like white people think Adam and Eve is probably white and black people, I don't know. But they may think Adam and Eve was black. Uh, Every culture tries to view God within reason of of their experiences. So in that, I'm going, all right so have you ever been to the mall and just people watched oh yeah like I saw oh lots
1: of people watch <laughs> right?
2: like it's i I joke all the time like oh my god these people came from one mom and dad yeah there's no way like really <laughs> like some of them there's no way these these could not have come from one pool right. right so here's my was my thinking years ago just about humans and species like fish evolving with different gills or a bird that can walk versus fly after their kind, what if when God made Adam, God put his entire DNA in Adam Mm -hmm. and then out of Adam pulled a rib and made a woman and brought them together? But what if in that woman was the DNA of God and in the man was the DNA of God? That means that Eve could have been beautifully black and Adam could have been beautifully yellow, right? And they come together a blonde head and a black hair, and create a freckled redhead baby. Because inside Adam is all the DNA of all humans. Yeah, for sure. So I could have had tall humans, short humans, dark-skinned humans, light-skinned humans, blue eyes, green eyes, brown eyes, hazel eyes, right? Hazel, I said that. I threw that. (laughs) Baby hazel. So, So I think we just naturally assume when God made Adam and Eve, he made them a specific color, and then they just had... And even in evolutional thinking or Bible thinking, we often teach that all of the other colors of people and came because God scattered into the worlds and so everybody that went north turned into white people and everybody went south got in the sun and it got dark so silly
1: when right? you, like you say it out. when you
2: say it out loud on a podcast it's what, yes. people, it's what people for years <laughs> have believed, thought yeah that, that you evolved into your color because you went and you had to adapt to darker skin to survive right. in the heat right and up there you didn't because you had on coats and you never got in the sun so you got lily white and But my thinking is that inside the first original batch of humans was every DNA, every eye shape, every nose shape, every lip shape, every skin color, everything in mom and dad. For sure. So I think within that, what we go to Bible versus evolution is within species, we can adapt and become better or worse, right? better or worse. I don't really think that's the question of evolution in my opinion. I, I think it goes a little deeper, but I'll throw it back to you.
0: I just think that because God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule, right? Even just that those sentence, that sentence is incredible to me. Like we were all made in his image, which supports the idea of all of the DNA, every single thing, every part. God didn't just say, let us make white people in our image or let us make black people in our image or Chinese or however colored you are. He didn't say that. He said, mankind is in my image in our image, meaning they have a soul. They have their heart, their brain, everything that we are is God's image. And so I think, honestly, we should live a little differently knowing that, that God purposely created us that way. But I think that when people do get distracted by oh, okay, well, what were the first humans like? What did they look like? Who's really the true people, promised people of God? Or who's this or who's that? And we, when we get distracted by all of that, I feel like it takes away from the glory that is purely God's creation. And I personally have always had a hard time looking at creation and not knowing how people can think that there isn't a God. Because to me, it it screams out. Like, there's no way that even, you know, in a personal experience of carrying a baby and having a child and not having anything to do with it, and yet somehow there's a little person running around my house screaming, like, how does that happen? How can there not be a God that created that or created that design? And it's not just with humans, but with all the animals, with the grass, with the rain, how everything just works and Little to none of it has anything to do with us, and yet we're in charge of all of it. It's it's truly beautiful, and it truly, you know, it just proclaims the glory of God.
1: Absolutely. Being under Pastor Mark for as long as I have, Genesis is just so much <laughs> to unpack. <laughs> and I just recently re-watched a Kingdom episode that Pastor Mark teaches and everything in the garden was perfect. Yeah. Because there was no sin, and it was all perfect. And I—that's why I truly believe that Adam and Eve were, did have all the, did the DNA, and all the animals had all of the, the DNA for everything. And then when we sinned, we were like kicked out. And you know, um, but I, but Pastor Mark mentioned that Adam and Eve were the true made in God's image. And we're no longer because we've sinned. Right. You know? That's uh, but that doesn't change the fact that Adam and Eve carried the full wisdom of God. So that's just, it's just amazing. You're
2: like the way you're raised in school, right? Is that evolution. Evolution is we were amoebas that turned into some kind of being that, uh, you know, evolved into a fish, then a monkey, then a human, right? So you naturally from evolution start that we were stupid. And now in 2023, we're brilliant, right? Right, And we will be more brilliant in 2023, 24, 25. Like humans are just getting astronomically brilliant. They're already talking about neuralinks and curing cancers and, and whatever, right? Just brilliant thinkers, right? But that's because you were led to believe that your ancestors were Neanderthal fire people mm-hmm. who had to run around ooh, 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 trying to build fire and rub right. rocks together. All right, well, for those that are listening, they, you got to go to Netflix and you got to watch uh, Ancient Apocalypse. Mm. All right, because it's what I believe. And there's a guy that is touting this from a documentary. Uh, so it's not a show; it's a documentary. It's got several episodes called Ancient Apocalypse. All okay. right, my belief. Okay, here's what I believe. I believe religion and the teaching of creation, because it, even though you and I would say. We don't believe in evolution, right? That's the hardline Christian. No, we we believe the Bible. But even in that, we secretly believe that we still came from Neanderthals. Mm. Go look at Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve are naked, which is usually true, but with a fig leaf. And then there's the little anaconda in the tree that talks to them, right? A snake. And so even from a kid, you're like, okay, a snake. All right, a snake. And naked people with fig leaves. So they were probably just... Like, uh, you know, sort of like homesteaders, just, uh, really not educated, just, just in a garden, gardening or whatever. I don't know. So it, that was my thinking for years. And then I asked myself, why do I think this? Like, why do I think like the, the first human, first human, a number one, first human that was ever made by God made him a Neanderthal that doesn't know how to start fire. Mm. Like God made the guy stupid. Right. So the natural assumption is, if God made this dude named Adam, do we really think, he's in his image, that Adam is stupid and has to learn how to make fire and has to learn how to have sex with his wife? Because nobody, there's no teaching on, God says, well, go multiply. But there was no book on, what do you mean multiply? Define that, have sex. What do you mean sex? There was no, no biology class. Eve has a baby. So who tells her uh, when it's time to push? Right. Who's checking on how many centimeters before she's ready to push? Right? So you just assume, okay, so they're stupid, and maybe God's like, okay, it's time to push. My belief is he made them brilliant. My belief is that the first humans that lived on planet Earth were super, hyper, brilliantly smart to the point that it would blow your mind today that if you compared them against today... Today's most brilliant mind would pale in comparison. Hmm. All right. So in that, we've got brilliant humans. Now think Noah. Noah, we see the picture, and he's in a camel hair, and he's out there just with an ax, trying to cut a tree for a 100 years, right? But that's assuming that Noah himself was some Neanderthal man that could barely make an ax to drag a tree. Right. But... This guy, what I believe is, we didn't become Neanderthal-like until after the Tower of Babel. Mm. And here's why I believe that. In Genesis 11, God shows up to the Tower of Babel himself. And God says of himself about his creation. So God's looking down at all these humans that he made, Adam, and out of Adam came all these humans. Mm -hmm. They were still sinful people, right? Because Adam and Eve sinned and now they're birthing their own kind. They're not birthing God like people, they're birthing human-like people. Right. But they're human-like people from Adam until uh all the way up. So it's gonna be about like maybe 1,600 years, I think, and somewhere in there. But all the way to the Tower of Babel. And God says to these about these humans, he says, Hey, these people working together, mm-hmm. speaking the same language, there's nothing that will be impossible for them. What? You don't say that about Neanderthals. Right. There's nothing that will be impossible. And because there's nothing impossible, I got to scatter these dudes. Now, you don't say that about somebody that can barely make a fire Mm -hmm. and that can barely make a little dugout canoe to get across the river. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're God, you wouldn't even be threatened by that. You know, they can barely make a fire. I'm not worried about them. Mm -hmm. God shows up to his. Now, here's the weird thing. Adam and Eve, perfect DNA, brilliant. They sin, but they're still brilliant, and they still pass the DNA down. Mm-hmm. Over time, though, the DNA gets a little more corrupt. A little That's why in Genesis 6, everybody dies. It gets corrupt, right. and then Genesis 11. But my belief, and think about this. This may be a good stopping point and then a jumping back on point. Here's a good way to think about Genesis 11. Tower of Babel, all the humans are there. God comes out, God, they're brilliant. There's nothing they can't accomplish. I'm going to scatter them. And this, the Bible story is he scatters them into language groups. So nothing about color, nothing about race. Like God's, God's most base level human identity is language. If you want to know somebody, look at their language. Uh, I know your parents are from Haiti, correct? Yes, they are. All right, I don't know, but I would say when your mom and dad want to be intimate within themselves, they'll just speak Haitian to each other.
0: Creole, yes. Creole, yeah. <laughs> they'll speak, Creole.
2: They'll speak Creole. Creole together, right? I have a friend of mine that's French, and every time she's with her daughter, she speaks French, and she reads the Bible in French. Yes. And I say, why? She's like, what's so much more meaningful in my own language, mm-hmm. right? So there's something about language that's supernatural. It's how we identify. Yes. We can be two different colors and races but speak the same language and be tighter than someone of our own race, right. right? So God says, all right, I'm going to scatter them. And so God scatters them all over the world speaking different languages. Now watch. If if Let's take the three of us. Let's say Brianna is brilliant with fire and design and Nessa is brilliant with architecture And I'm brilliant with building stuff. And together, there's nothing we can't do. With
0: our powers combined, we can do anything. We
2: can do anything. But then all of a sudden, God splits us off. Mm -hmm. And now you're great at design, but you don't have anybody to build it. And she's great, but she doesn't have anybody to design it. So all of a sudden, we're back to square one with, I don't know a lot anymore. I only know my own thing. Right. And so let's just say all the people that knew fire go north and all the people that don't know fire go, well, now you got to go, how did we do that? And they're right. like, I don't know. They used to do it. Yep. So I believe at that moment, because of knowledge and the inability to communicate knowledge, we went back to almost ground zero. And from that point, we began to work in people groups, language groups, cultural groups to expand knowledge. That's why when you go into different parts of the world now, into different cultural groups, they all have their own stories. Mm -hmm. They all have their own histories of where they've come from. But back to the Netflix document, this guy goes back into every culture and he says that all throughout the world, it is evident that we've probably been misled because our ancestors were not Neanderthals They were brilliant. Mm -hmm. And he begins to look at all the designs like the pyramids and all of the temples that are all around the world. And, and, And in every one of those temples, there's always drawings and hieroglyphics and carvings of humans reacting to other gods, humans reacting to these giants of a people who were brilliant and these humans right every culture right so then every culture around the world there's in the folklore or the religion that there was a race of people that was once worshiped or a god that once came down or a giant race of people who came and deposited yeah. knowledge right some well, beings yes yeah. Well, this guy, I don't even think he does it biblically. Mm-hmm. He's just going around going, my mind got blown, and now he's doing a documentary. So I think he's even disproving a lot of what we've been misled to believe. And I'll, I'll ask both of you a question, and then I'll let you take it from there. Why do you think evolution is so powerfully opposed to God? Why is evolution so powerfully opposed to God? What does it do to God if I believe in evolution?
0: It minimizes His creation. Okay. It minimizes His impact on humanity, His entire reason for coming to save us from our humanity. It, and I've heard plenty of Christians say this. It erases God, like the effort, the lie, the misleading, the Neanderthalism, the 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 thought that we came from nothing. It is to erase God from our history and erase his impact. It's not giving him the credit. It's elevating human knowledge and human effort on our own. It's eliminating the need for a savior. And that's why I think the world works overtime to convince us from a small age that we came from nothing. There was nothing because if we came from nothing, we live for nothing. We have no reason to be, to exist. And we might as well do whatever we want, and we might as well sin and live the life we want to live. And all of it is just a glorification of self. And I deeply believe that that is one of the reasons. Now, of course, there's the church's role in educating people regarding where we come from, how God has impacted us, the creation story. And we do well. I mean creation is pretty, everyone can quote, at least in the beginning, God created the planets and the earth. Like everyone can kind of quote that because it is embedded in our history, in our world, but it's almost become more myth than actual biblical truth and actual things that people should live by and think to themselves, there is a God that God created me, that God designed me to be here, that God knows I'm meant to be here and I have a purpose. And because that has been completely erased from the conscience of many people, I feel like we have a lot of the answers as to why the world is the way it is today, because we've forsaken those original truths.
1: Yep, I agree that it's just to take God out of it completely and to live for yourself. Because if nothing created me, I don't have anybody to answer to. Ooh. And I think that that's the, like, like, why would you want to, if you're grown, if you're taught evolution and that you came from nothing, you'll die and you'll, nothing happens to you. You just die. Like, who, who's going to be like, oh, yeah, then I want to serve Jesus and sacrifice myself and all these things. No, there. it's just, it doesn't matter then. Yeah. So I agree that it's just to take God out of it.
2: That's good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. Yes. So, next round, you want to dig it deeper? On oh, yeah. The next podcast?
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be
2: great. Well, thank you for having me sit in. The genius it. of genesis. I don't know if I'm a genesis or not, but uh, I love a gen- a about genesis. it. <laughs> a a and, genesis.
0: A genesis.
2: <laughs> any <laughs> question you have, I will be happy to answer yes. and give you at least my best answer, but thank you for letting me hang out today.
0: Of course. Jinx. Yes. You owe me a soda. I think that. Oh goodness, we covered a lot of ground, you guys. But what I would say, um, how to implement what we've found. Definitely, you guys, check out that Netflix um documentary. I think it'd be very interesting and eye-opening. What's it called again?
2: It's called uh, Ancient Apocalypse. Ancient Apocalypse on Netflix. On also, Netflix. On Genesis
1: teachings yeah, Genesis Teachings on YouTube. We'll tag them in on the yes. description.
0: Yes, we will tag them in, in the description up below. Sure. It'll stretch your brain. If you want to know more, we we could only go so much in depth. But if you want to know more, definitely check out the Genesis series. We'll put a link in the description. We'll put it in our bio on Instagram. We will make sure it is found. Go check out that Netflix documentary. It's going to be amazing. And let's let's just close out in prayer, you guys. Yes. Father God, thank you so much for allowing us to have these enriching conversations. Your word more than speaks, it breathes, it lives. And we are so grateful and thankful that we get to speak about it and talk about it. I pray that everyone listening in is just blessed and highly favored. I pray over all of the families and all of the people listening, Lord. I pray that you just continue to expand their minds, expand their knowledge and wisdom of you and your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
2: Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us. We hope you tune in to next Wednesday and thank you for our amazing guests for sitting with us. We bless you guys with a fantastic week and we will see you next time.